Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time. I'm in my early 60s. I can't tell you how good I feel all day, especially because I work about a 12 and a half hour shift. I mean, I get up at four and I'm at work at 530. You know, the afternoons, I would start to kind of lag a little bit, you know, start slowing down. Well, within a day or two, I was not lagging. I had energy. I mean, I was singing and, you know, kind of dancing around a little bit. And I mean, the only thing I changed was balance of nature. That's no lie. That's the truth. I mean, I see it in the commercials and I believe it because I, I live it. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KATE. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. No matter how a boy is brought up, as a man he could still sing down. People have always told me someone goes around must come around. And you can't tell the devil it's a frame up when he calls your name up. This ain't the way I came up, but it's the way that I'm going down. Welcome back. This ain't the way that I came up. <laughs> Jake Labatz, he also did the uh, oh so fun song, The Devil Lives in My Throat. <laughs> Sorry, it just struck me as funny. (laughs) Welcome back, Kate Daly Show. Um, So MyPillow.com, Mike Pillow was pointing out that DeSantis was actually um, uh, working, kind of playing buddy-buddy with Dominion. That's kind of weird. Strange, huh? Mike Mm -hmm. Pillow, or Mike Pillow. He should just be called Mike Pillow. Um, Anyway. (laughs) Uh, MyPillow.com, uh, the owner of that, Mike, you know, kind of drew a line in the sand over that. That's what uh, the professor was telling me as he's going around fighting uh, these uh, election, um, all of our election fraud. Anyway, so kind of interesting. Mike Lindell still trying, trying uh, desperately to help in the exposure of election fraud. Go help him out. Buy his pillows, his towels, his sheets. This is where money, you know, can can really kind of help out. In these types of efforts, because if you're going to buy those things anyway, then get the best quality items and um, and get them for up to 90 percent off. Also, the two for one pillow for the new technology of the uh, MyPillow 2.0. And you sleep cool all night long. It's got a great technology to it. To put them on the guest bed. Your guests will love you. Right. Um, and uh, put them on your own bed. Anyway, go to MyPillow.com code word Kate. OK. Greatest products. Greatest products. Um. I know I was kind of thinking about that. I was I was uh, listening to Glenn Beck's dream. Did you hear about his dream that he had? No, he didn't. He didn't sleep. He said um, REM sleep for about ten years, and uh, that's what caused all of his health problems because he was always up, could not get sleep. And then he had a dream when he was finally got some sleep. He had a dream that he walked into what looked like kind of like the like the White House or something, and there were people. Um, behind him and they were kind of being ushered into this room and two of the people were picked out right to leave uh, the room two or three people and uh, he heard gunshots 
And then the person behind the desk said, well, with you, we're going to take our time. We want to get to know you. We're going to take our time with you. And then he pulls off the, the, the mask over his face and it's literally Lucifer underneath. Right? <laughs> and, and so he has this dream and he meets with an ecclesiastical uh, leader. And the leader just knew that he had this dream and said, yes, you had that dream. You've had it twice because he did. He had the dream twice and you need to pay attention to to dreams like that. And so kind of, and didn't, I mean, he was kind of floored. Right. And I was thinking about how many people probably have that experience. Um, I don't know if now you're having experiences like that, but I've had dreams lately too, where things, and they're not prophecy or anything. I'm not declaring them prophecy, just very interesting kind of warnings, just warnings about infiltration and people infiltrating the circles of the Patriots and things like that. So I'm always very, very mindful of that type of that type of thing. And, and you know, Glenn Beck's takeaway point, I don't agree with a lot of uh, some stuff that Glenn Beck says, um, but I do agree with this. And he was very adamant about this, that this is a, a big spiritual war. And if you don't if you don't have those goggles on, if you're not listening to that little inner voice, you're missing everything everything because it's not about policies anymore and regulations anymore. We're far beyond that. We, we sit over here and we go, well, if we can get this policy through this regulation, no, it's, it's just so much bigger because the loss of Liberty is just so much bigger than, than going after these little things. And, and we should try to change the little things too, but there's just such a big picture here spiritually that we that I think people are missing. And if you talk about it, people get so uncomfortable. It's very weird, isn't it? It is weird. And, you know, but I had a weird dream, too. What? What's up? Um, I dreamed that th- sometime during the night I turned into a flesh-eating zombie. <laughs> <laughs> and I was extremely frustrated really? because I hadn't had a chance to put my dentures in. <laughs> oh gosh yeah that was an awful dream yeah have you ever had a dream you were in a big city when something chaotic was going on? yes i have too yes i have several of them like in new york and it's like how do you get back to your family that's your only yes that's your only desire i've got to get out of here and get back to my family you can't believe it's going on and you're like is everybody else seeing this oh my gosh and i have I've, i've had dreams where i was in a big big city and that was happening yep I wonder how many people have that. Do you think it's pretty universal? I don't know. I mean, I think there's if, core fears that lie underneath because you know what's happening. If you're listening to the show, you can kind of see into what where we're going, right? I think you would have to have lived in a big city to have that dream. Hmm. If you don't know what it's really yeah, like that's true. That's true. to live in a big city, yeah. you wouldn't be as likely to yeah. have that kind of a frightening dream. Right. I wonder if anyone's had a dream... That's actually come true. That's actually, I mean, I know we interviewed a gal that had a dream about 9-11 and it came true and she saw the towers fall. But I wonder if anyone else out there listening has actually had a dream and then you saw that event take place. I wonder how often that is. Um, Because I think sometimes we might think things are prophetic right? Because you might have a dream a couple of times and, and that might seem that way and maybe it's not. And maybe it is. How do you know the difference between something that maybe God's giving you Mm -hmm. or something that you are just kind of calculating those fears that are kind of not talked about or, you know, things pop up in dreams that happen to you maybe in the last week or two weeks before. Mm -hmm. And they just kind of settle there in the subconscious. 
I just wondered. Melissa put up an interesting post today that said that um, in the medieval times, people slept for three or four hours, woke up, and then went back to sleep again. And it was very, very common. And they wondered if that, if that stemmed from having to keep fires burning for heat and that we were more wired to wake up in the middle of the night. Kind of strange. Up until a short time ago, that's uh-huh. how I slept. Yeah. I would wake up every two or three hours, be up for about 20 minutes, and then go back to sleep. Hmm. Two or three hours, wake up, yeah. go back to sleep. Hmm. Yeah. I, I slept like that for a long time. Yeah. I think a lot of people do. And I think as we get older, we do anyway. Um, I wake up a lot more now than I ever did when I was oh, in yeah. my 30s. Yeah. 20s and 30s. Um but if you if you've had a dream where you know you saw something pretty scary and it actually came to fruition, I do want to hear about it. I do think those things are kind of interesting, kind of kind of cool to listen to, and you wonder how much of it's going on because in the scriptures, you know, it talks about a lot about you know people will be giving gifts, they will be seeing things, mm-hmm. but you just wonder how prevalent it is, and I wonder how many times you know we might be warned or told things. Um, I don't know. I mean, there are things that seem familiar later on, and you wonder, because you forget dreams, too. But it it reminds me of the movie um, about the end of the world and Mm -hmm. the zombies, Mm -hmm. where she says to Will Smith, he says, how do you know? How did you know? How do you know this? And she said, God told me. Hmm. And he said, that's not possible. And she said, yes. Because since all the humans have died because of this disease, Mm -hmm. the world has been so quiet, we can now hear God. Ooh. (laughs) It was great. I forgot about that. Yeah, no, it was a great line. I forgot about that. The world has become so quiet, we can now hear God. Yeah. I see people walking around like jackasses with their phones in their ears. They just look, aren't, don't you just go pompous jerk whenever you see that? Whenever you see a guy with an earphone in his ear, I'm like, oh, please don't talk to me. Ick. Yeah. Anyway, you're just, you want people to know you're on your phone. Um, and then you've got people with headphones on and all the noise of the world. There is a lot of noise in the world. Yeah, there is. It is hard to hear. Um, no, that's an interesting, that's a really interesting line. We need to make like a clip of all those to put together those those crazy, crazy uh, observances that are it, probably true. It always kind of freaks me out when I see mm-hmm. somebody walking along talking mm-hmm. to someone on their phone. Yeah. But you don't see the phone. You don't, all you do is hear their side of the conversation. I know. They look like they're insane. It, yeah. Yeah. Because... <laughs> That's what insane people do. But, yeah, but, but don't you just think jackass when you see somebody like that? And I have that capability because yeah. of my hearing devices. Uh-huh. But I don't talk like that when I'm right. walking around. And p- <laughs> I stop somewhere right, right. and answer so the phone. So you don't look insane? No, yeah. yeah I don't want to yeah. look like a nutcase. I know. But have you ever met the guy that wants to have the conversation in front of everybody because they look like they're in such demand? Like they want to look right. like they're so darn popular, right. they must multitask. Or important. <laughs> I, I always laugh when I see that. I mean, truly, it's it is funny. Or the guy that when they see you coming, this is the fun trick. When they see you coming, they start talking on their phone. Just start talking on their phone because they they might not want to talk to you. That's a that's a fun trick too. A lot of people do that. It's kind of crazy. Um, but uh, but if you've ever had anything like that, 
like message me or you can call up. It's fine too. 888-673-1450. But I suspect more. And I, you know, I know a lot of people get really uncomfortable if I mention God. There was a guy that messaged the show that I played um, one time on the show in 12 years. I played, uh, what's that hymn? Um, It just escaped me. It's a very, very uh, popular hymn about God. And um, um, Carrie uh, Underwood sang it. Um, How Great Thou Art. I played How Great Thou Art coming in because Carrie Underwood played it, you know, sang it. And Mm -hmm. it was such a beautiful rendition, really inspiring. And this guy wrote me and goes, I will not listen to your show again because you played that song. And I was like, why are you afraid of a hymn? That means that should mean more for you than it would ever <laughs> listening to my show. You have a serious issue going on, but it does make people very uncomfortable because they go, "Oh, she's talking about God again." That's yeah, that's not politics. She got she has to talk about politics. You know, if you can't combine the two, if you can't say that we're in a spiritual war, like Glenn Beck was saying, you don't get it. Then I could talk about politics all day long, but if I don't mention the spiritual war that's going on, how do you ever understand what's actually happening in politics? You can't. The politics is a distraction. I know. It's the spiritual war that counts. Exactly. I'm like, (laughs) I want to shake people and say, you should not be concerned that I am talking about God. You should be grateful because many shows don't have the freedom to do that because of sponsors that don't like it or because of the corporation that holds them doesn't like it because they're uncomfortable because maybe they're clinging to politics in such a weird way. But you should be grateful that we reference God almost daily on this show, because if we don't point out the spiritual war, if you want truth right now, then we have to. If we don't, we're one of the mainstream then. We've gone mainstream the day we stopped talking about God on this show. I won't do that. I just can't. Because it's not right. It's not truthful. And this is more of a spiritual war than any of us can even gauge. And this is why it looks like well-laid plans. Let me put it this way. When I talk about the body a lot and I talk about health a lot and I talk about virus, the absence of virus and how it was made up by the Rockefellers to sell their products, pharma products to us in the name of virus. Okay. Um, When I talk about that, you have to understand and realize that it took somebody that knew the body inside and out in order to lay down a very well-laid plan where they started stripping minerals out of the body that make the body work and reject the very things they're putting into our bodies now, okay? And to sell you pharma that weakens you. You would have to have a superb knowledge of the body and how it works exactly to figure out how to lay down a 125-year plan to annihilate it. And the only person that I would think would know how to do that would be Satan himself. To be that well-equipped, to be able to say, do it in these steps, and the people will never, ever realize what you're doing. And they'll look to the little bottle and the little needle for their immune system instead of what God gave them for an immune system. And to annihilate that process. You have to know the inner working so well that you could devise a plan like that and whisper that into the ears of those that that take those plans to fruition. And the Rockefellers were more than willing to do the bidding. So you cannot tell me that this is not a spiritual war. 
You can't tell me that because I know for a fact they would have never known those things to that extent to be able to do it so perfectly and in order so that you would not realize what they were doing over the course of a hundred years. Just can't. They they pay a big price for that though. In the end, they do. Thank goodness we know how the story ends. Yeah. That this is a spiritual war. And if we don't talk about God, we're doing a big disservice, aren't we? So we will continue to mention that consistently because it's part of what's happening. We're going to come right back. I want to talk about uh, layoffs. There's a lot going on, a warning about Mexico, all kinds of stuff when we come up in the next hour. So stay with us. 